Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Third Canto, Chapter 2, Texts 7 through 14. Text 7. Sri Uddhava said, My dear Vidura, the son of the world, Lord Krishna, has set, and our house has now been swallowed by the great snake of time. What can I say to you about our welfare? Purport by Srila Prabhupada the disappearance of the Krishna son may be explained as follows, according to the commentary of Srila Viswanath Chakravarti Thakur. Vidura was struck with great sorrow when he got the hint of the annihilation of the great Yadu dynasty, as well as his own family, the Kuru dynasty. Uddhava could understand the grief of Vidura, and therefore he first of all wanted to sympathize with him by saying that after the sunset, everyone is in darkness. Since the entire world was merged in the darkness of grief, neither Vidura nor Uddhava nor anyone else could be happy. Uddhava was as much aggrieved as Vidura, and there was nothing further to be said about their welfare. The comparison of Krishna to the sun is very appropriate. As soon as the sun sets, darkness automatically appears. But the darkness experienced by the common man does not affect the sun itself, either at the time of sunrise or of sunset. Lord Krishna's appearance and disappearance are exactly like that of the sun. He appears and disappears in innumerable universes. And as long as he is present in a particular universe, there is all transcendental light in that universe. But the universe from which he passes away is put into darkness. His pastimes, however, are everlasting. The Lord is always present in some universe, just as the sun is present in either the eastern or the western hemisphere. The sun is always present either in India or in America. But when the sun is present in India, the American land is in darkness. And when the sun is present in America, the Indian hemisphere is in darkness. As the sun appears in the morning and gradually rises to the meridian and then again sets in one hemisphere, while simultaneously rising in the other, so, Lord Krishna's disappearance in one universe and the beginning of his different pastimes in another take place simultaneously. As soon as one pastime is finished here, it is manifested in another universe. And thus his nitya-lila, or eternal pastimes, are going on without ending. As the sunrise takes place once in 24 hours. Similarly, the pastimes of Lord Krishna take place in a universe once in a daytime of Brahma, 
the account of which is given in the Bhagavad Gita as 4,300,000,000 solar years. But wherever the Lord is present, all his different pastimes, as described in the revealed scriptures, take place at regular intervals. As at sunset, the snakes become powerful, thieves are encouraged, ghosts become active, the lotus becomes disfigured, and the Chakravaki laments. So, with the disappearance of Lord Krishna, the atheists feel enlivened, and the devotees become sorry. Text 8. This universe, with all its planets, is most unfortunate. And even more unfortunate are the members of the Yadu dynasty, because they could not identify Lord Hari as the personality of Godhead, any more than the fish could identify the moon. Report by Srila Prabhupada. Uddhava lamented for the unfortunate persons of the world who could not recognize Lord Sri Krishna in spite of seeing all his transcendental godly qualities. From the very beginning of his appearance within the prison bars of King Kamsa, up to his Mausala Lila, although he exhibited his potencies as the personality of Godhead in the six opulences of wealth, strength, fame, beauty, knowledge, and renunciation. The foolish persons of the world could not understand that he was the Supreme Lord. Foolish persons might have thought him an extraordinary historical figure, because they had no intimate touch with the Lord. But more unfortunate were the family members of the Lord, the members of the Yadu dynasty, who were always in company with the Lord, but were unable to recognize him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uddhava lamented his own fortune also, because although he knew Krishna to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he could not properly use the opportunity to render devotional service to the Lord. He regretted everyone's misfortune, including his own. The pure devotee of the Lord thinks himself most unfortunate. That is due to excessive love for the Lord and is one of the transcendental perceptions of viraha, the suffering of separation. It is learned from the revealed scriptures that the moon was born from the milk ocean. There is a milk ocean in the upper planets, and there Lord Vishnu, who controls the heart of every living being as Paramatma, the Supersoul, resides as the Shirodakshai Vishnu. Those who do not believe in the existence of the ocean of milk, because they have experience only of the salty water in the ocean, should know that the world is also called Go, which means the cow. The urine of a cow is salty, and according to Ayurvedic medicine, the cow's urine is very effective in treating patients suffering from liver trouble. 
Such patients may not have any experience of the cow's milk, because milk is never given to liver patients. But the liver patient may know that the cow has milk also, although he has never tasted it. Similarly, men who have experience only of this tiny planet where the saltwater ocean exists may take information from the revealed scriptures that there is also an ocean of milk, although we may never have seen it. From the ocean of milk, the moon was born. But the fish in the milk ocean could not recognize that the moon was not another fish, but was different from them. The fish took the moon to be one of them, or maybe something illuminating, but nothing more. The unfortunate persons who do not recognize Lord Krishna are like such fish. They take him to be one of them, although a little extraordinary in opulence, strength, etc. The Bhagavad Gita 9.11 confirms such foolish persons to be most unfortunate. Avajananti mamudha, manusim tanum ashritam. Text 9. The Yadus were all experienced devotees, learned, and expert in psychic study. Over and above this, they were always with the Lord in all kinds of relaxations, and still they were only able to know him as the one supreme who dwells everywhere. Report by Śrīla Prabhupāda. In the Vedas, it is said that the Supreme Lord, or the Paramatma, cannot be understood simply by the strength of one's erudition, or power of mental speculation. Nayam atma pravachanena labdhya na medhaya na bahuna shrutena. Kata Upanishad 1.2.23 he can be known only by one who has the mercy of the Lord. The Yadavas were all exceptionally learned and experienced, but in spite of their knowing the Lord as the one who lives in everyone's heart, they could not understand that he is the original personality of Godhead. This lack of knowledge was not due to their insufficient erudition. It was due to their misfortune. In Vrindavan, however, the Lord was not even known as the Paramatma, because the residents of Vrindavan were pure, unconventional devotees of the Lord, and could think of him only as their object of love. They did not know that he is the personality of Godhead. The Yadus, or the residents of Dwarka, however, could know Lord Krishna as Vasudev, or the Supersoul living everywhere, but not as the Supreme Lord. As scholars of the Vedas, they verified the Vedic hymns, Eko Devaha, Sarvabhutadvisaha, Antaryami, and Vrishinam Paradevata. 
The Yadus, therefore, accepted Lord Krishna as the Supersoul incarnated in their family, and not more than that. Text 10. Under no circumstances can the words of persons, bewildered by the illusory energy of the Lord, deviate the intelligence of those who are completely surrendered souls. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda Lord Śrī Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, according to all the evidences of the Vedas. He is accepted by all Acharyas, including Sri Acharya. But when he was present in the world, different classes of men accepted him differently, and therefore their calculations of the Lord were also different. Generally, persons who had faith in the revealed scriptures accepted the Lord as he is, and all of them merged into great bereavement when the Lord disappeared from the world. In the first canto, we have already discussed the lamentation of Arjuna and Yudhisthira, to whom the disappearance of Lord Krishna was almost intolerable up to the end of their lives. The Yadavas were only partially cognizant of the Lord, but they are also glorious because they had the opportunity to associate with the Lord who acted as the head of their family, and they also rendered the Lord intimate service. The Yadavas and other devotees of the Lord are different from those who wrongly calculated him to be an ordinary human personality. Such persons are certainly bewildered by the illusory energy. They are hellish and are envious of the Supreme Lord. The illusory energy acts very powerfully on them, because in spite of their elevated mundane education, such persons are faithless and are infected by the mentality of atheism. They are always very eager to establish that Lord Krishna was an ordinary man who was killed by a hunter due to his many impious acts in plotting to kill the sons of Dhritarashtra and Jarasandha, the demoniac kings of the earth. Such persons have no faith in the statement of the Bhagavad-gita, that the Lord is unaffected by the reactions of work. Namam karmani limpanti. According to the atheistic point of view, Lord Krishna's family, the Yadu dynasty, was vanquished due to being cursed by the Brahmins for sins committed by Krishna in killing the sons of Dhritarashtra, etc., all these blasphemies do not touch the heart of the devotees of the Lord, because they know perfectly well what is what. Their intelligence regarding the Lord is never disturbed. But those who are disturbed by the statements of the Asuras are also condemned. This is what Uddhava meant in this verse.
Text 11 Lord Sri Krishna, who manifested his eternal form before the vision of all on the earth, performed his disappearance by removing his form from the sight of those who were unable to see him as he is, due to not executing required penance. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda In this verse, the word avitripta drisham is most significant. The conditioned souls in this material world are all trying to satisfy their senses in various ways, but they have failed to do so because it is impossible to be satisfied by such endeavors. Example of the fish on land is very appropriate. If one takes a fish from the water and puts it on the land, it cannot be made happy by any amount of offered pleasures. The spirit soul can be happy only in the association of the Supreme Living Being, the Personality of Godhead, and nowhere else. The Lord, by His unlimited causeless mercy, has innumerable Vaikuntha planets in the Brahmajyoti sphere of the spiritual world. And in that transcendental world, there is an unlimited arrangement for the unlimited pleasure of the living entities. The Lord Himself comes to display His transcendental pastimes, typically represented as Vrindavan, Mathura, and Dwarka. He appears just to attract the conditioned souls back to Godhead, back home to the eternal world. But for want of sufficient piety, the onlookers are not attracted by such pastimes of the Lord. In Bhagavad Gita, it is said that only those who have completely surpassed the way of sinful reaction can engage themselves in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. The entire Vedic way of ritualistic performances is to put every conditioned soul on the path of piety. By strict adherence to the prescribed principles for all orders of social life, one can attain the qualities of truthfulness, control of the mind, control of the senses, forbearance, etc., and can be elevated to the plane of rendering pure devotional service to the Lord. Only by such a transcendental vision are one's material hankerings fully satisfied. When the Lord was present, persons who were able to satisfy their material hankerings by seeing Him in true perspective were thus able to go back with Him to His kingdom. But those persons who were unable to see the Lord as He is remained attached to the material hankerings and were not able to go back home, back to Godhead. When the Lord passed beyond the vision of all, he did so in his original, eternal form, as stated in this verse. The Lord left in his own body. He did not leave his body, as is generally misunderstood by the conditioned souls. This statement defeats the false propaganda of the faithless non-devotees that the Lord passed away like an ordinary conditioned soul. The Lord appeared in order to release the world from the undue burden of the non-believing asuras. And after doing this, 
he disappeared from the world's eyes. Text 12. The Lord appeared in the mortal world by his internal potency, Yogamaya. He came in his eternal form, which is just suitable for his pastimes. These pastimes were wonderful for everyone, even those proud of their own opulence, including the Lord himself in his form as the Lord of Vaikuntha. Thus, Sri Krishna's transcendental body is the ornament of all ornaments. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda In conformity with the Vedic hymns, Nityo Nityanam Chaitanas Chaitananam, the Personality of Godhead is more excellent than all other living beings within all the universes in this material world. He is the chief of all living entities. No one can surpass him or be equal with him in wealth, strength, fame, beauty, knowledge, or renunciation. When Lord Krishna was within this universe, he seemed to be a human being because he appeared in a manner just suitable for his pastimes in the mortal world. He did not appear in human society in his Vaikuntha feature, with four hands, because that would not have been suitable for his pastimes. But in spite of his appearing as a human being, no one was equal to him in any respect and any of the six different opulences. Everyone is more or less proud of his opulence in this world. But when Lord Krishna was in human society, he excelled all his contemporaries within the universe. When the Lord's pastimes are visible to the human eye, they are called prakrta. And when they are not visible, they are called a-prakrta. In fact, the Lord's pastimes never stop, just as the sun never leaves the sky. The sun is always in its right orbit in the sky, but it is sometimes visible and sometimes invisible, to our limited vision. Similarly, the pastimes of the Lord are always current in one universe or another, and when Lord Krishna disappeared from the transcendental abode of Dwarka, it was simply a disappearance from the eyes of the people there. It should not be misunderstood that his transcendental body, which is just suitable for the pastimes in the mortal world, is in any way inferior to his different expansions in the Vaikuntha Lokas. His body manifested in the material world is transcendental par excellence, in the sense that his pastimes in the mortal world excel his mercy displayed in the Vaikuntha Lokas. In the Vaikuntha Lokas, the Lord is merciful toward the liberated or nitya mukta living entities. But, in his pastimes in the mortal world, he is merciful even to the fallen souls, or nityabhadha, or conditioned forever. 
The six excellent opulences which he displayed in the mortal world by the agency of his internal potency, Yogamaya, are rare, even in the Vaikuntha Lokas. All his pastimes were manifested not by the material energy, but by his spiritual energy. The excellence of his Rasalila at Vrindavan and his householder life with 16,000 wives is wonderful even for Narayan in Vaikuntha, and is certainly so for other living entities within this mortal world. His pastimes are wonderful even for other incarnations of the Lord, such as Sri Ram, Nishringa, and Varaha. His opulence was so super-excellent that his pastimes were adored even by the Lord of Vaikuntha, who is non-different from Lord Krishna himself. Text 13. All the demigods from the upper, lower, and middle universal planetary systems assembled at the altar of the Rajasuya sacrifice performed by Maharaj Yudhisthira. After seeing the beautiful bodily features of Lord Krishna, they all contemplated that he was the ultimate dexterous creation of Brahma, the creator of human beings. features of Lord Krishna when he was present in this world. The most beautiful object in the material world may be compared to the blue lotus flower or the full moon in the blue sky. But even the lotus flower and the moon were defeated by the beautiful bodily features of Lord Krishna. And this was certified by the demigods, the most beautiful living creatures in the universe. The demigods thought that Lord Krishna, like themselves, was also created by Lord Brahma. But in fact, Brahma was created by Lord Krishna. It was not within the power of Brahma to create the transcendental beauty of the Supreme Lord. No one is the creator of Krishna. Rather, he is the creator of everyone. As he says in the Bhagavad Gita, 10.8, Aham sarvasya prabhavo matak sarvam pavartate. Text 14. The damsels of Braj, after pastimes of laughter, humor, and exchanges of glances, were anguished when Krishna left them. They used to follow him with their eyes, and thus they sat down with stunned intelligence and could not finish their household duties. Purport by Srila Prabhupada In his boyhood at Vrindavan, Lord Krishna was notorious as a teasing friend in transcendental love to all the girls his age. His love for them was so intense that there was no comparison to that ecstasy. 
And the damsels of Brudge were so much attached to him that their affection excelled that of the great demigods like Brahma and Shiva. Lord Krishna finally admitted his defeat before that transcendental affection of the gopis and declared that he was unable to repay them for their unalloyed affection. Although the gopis were seemingly anguished by the Lord's teasing behavior, when Krishna would leave them, they could not tolerate the separation and used to follow him with their eyes and minds. They were so stunned by the situation that they could not finish their household duties. No one could excel him, even in the dealings of love exchanged between boys and girls. It is said in the revealed scriptures that Lord Krishna personally never goes beyond the boundary of Vrindavan. He remains there eternally because of the transcendental love of the inhabitants. Thus, even though he is not visible at present, he is not away from Vrindavan for a moment. <laughs>